Thanks for listening to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show on Podcast One. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. Yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at uh, Gary Stein, and he was telling me when this show airs. Uh, Yeah. Day after New Year's. uh, But the way he's got it at one slash two, and all it does read my mind is half. (laughs) That's what I look at. I see half. It airs, it airs Tuesday half. That's what it looks Wait like. Wait till one to four me. or one eight. The whole month of January would be a giant, giant mystery to you. Yes, yeah, a big fraction <laughs> one, to me. One eighth, one sixteenth. Yeah. Uh, so how are you doing, Drewski? I'm good. Where would you like to start? I got a lot of different things on my mind. Um, I watched a long documentary on uh, Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. You, ever, you ever delved into his history? I know a bit. You should watch this documentary. I, I thought of you more than a couple of times. Why is that? Uh, <clears throat> grit. Guy had grit. Guy was um, killed himself. You know, he can't, can't, they kept talking about how he grew up you know, with depravity, and we only really never had a childhood, and it was you know austere. And he wanted to create a life. You know, saw how his dad was, and he was going to be totally different than his dad. Oh, really? Like completely. Like he saw what a loser that guy was, and he was going to be a winner. Could not imagine saying things like literally in this documentary. Could not imagine a father son combination more different. And I thought, man, I got one. I, got, <laughs> I can think of one. <laughs> and um, but the, the the risks he took, the the insights he had. The way he operated reminded me of you a little bit, but then he got him. He's got his ass into some trouble with labor, and, and I just I want you to go watch that part and and see what you think about it. I'm just curious. Well, I, you tell me if this was part of his problem. Yeah, I think part of the problem that a lot of these guys have. I mean, you see it now in the news. You know what I mean? Like the guy who you know owns the. Uh, Panthers, the Carolina Panthers, you know, he makes his uh, blue jean Friday and he wants to see how everyone's, all the girls' fannies look in their blue jeans, you know. And we say that sell now, it's like we're gasped. Like, Isn't oh he the guy to sell, sell the organization? Yeah, yeah. yeah so. but, but it's all, we're all, everyone who does it is flummoxed, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And it's like, first off, doesn't sound like, man, look, when I went to junior high, we had best physique, best figure, most flirtatious and stuff like that. We're literally taking ninth grade girls and go, she looks the best in a tight shirt and tight jeans. Like she looks the hottest. That's 13 year old. Yeah. Well, it could have been close to 14, uh, 14 and a half. In uh, some could, cases. Be, could be close to 15. By the time the yearbook came out, a lot of them were knocking on the door. 15 drew. Oh, every year. Good book. target for one of the uh, themes of one of the songs we're playing around that time, too. Yeah, younger. <laughs> My yearbook, not that we could afford one, uh, rich family, yeah. but other people's yearbooks that I would look at. Oh, that was the saddest part about the end of the years. Everyone wanting me to sign their yearbook. It was double-edged short because, hey, I couldn't write. Oh. You know, I couldn't sp- ha- have a cool summer with a K or something. You know, like I... You know, people, the idea was is they'd give you the yearbook and you're supposed to write something. Yeah. Now, 
If it's someone you didn't know, you just write, have a great summer. Yeah. But if it was some guy was a friend of yours, you're supposed to write, like, remember me and Mr. Fitzsimmons' class and remember that time, you know, whatever that thing is. I couldn't write. Uh-huh. So everyone would keep handing me their books, and I'd just be, like, making an X. <laughs> like I was Fred Flintstone. Just an X. Like, it's the weirdest thing in the world, but you can't write, and everyone's handing you a pen and this thing going, go ahead, go uh, ahead. Awful. And they're like, I can't. Uh, I would, like, look at other people's writings, and if they write, I look on the top of the page, like, have a kick-ass summer. I'd be yeah. like, okay, okay. Have a kick-ass. <laughs> that was my favorite You weren't sure what you were writing. You are just copying the letters. <laughs> oh, the greatest. I wasn't a monkey. How dare you? <laughs> that was the greatest thing. When, when, when Jimmy and I would do the man show, we'd have to sign these big piles of autographs, and, like, he... I was like, when you looked at the picture, I was on the left side of the picture, and he was like on the right side of the picture, and he'd get the pile of autographs first, and so he'd write like, he'd write like, uh, you know, something like, hey now, or get it on, or something, and he'd write his name under it, you know, and then I would write the exact same thing, and then everyone would think he copied mine because i i was on the left yes yes and i would do it every single time just whatever he wrote to the person he'd switch it up with a get it on or a hey now or the hey there or something like that jimmy kimmel or you know ziggy shocky you know jimmy kimmel and i would always just write whatever he wrote when the pile got i mean he used to piss him off (laughs) but that's fun right yeah it's good so you explain to these guys so when i was in junior high we literally had best body yeah and it was like chick wearing skin tight jeans and a and a tube top yeah. like oh quite a rack on her quite a tight ass you know and the same with the dudes like best physique you know that's that dude that's a chick she they looked the best in a bathing suit period and they had that that was in the ninth grade and it was in high school as well does that sound weird max Zapata? that's so weird there's no way that would have flew when i was um yeah. when i was in high school so to then kind uh, of to explain. It was explain. probably worse in the beach cities, too. <clears throat> I mean, like, it was probably, like, parsed out to different kinds of bathing suits and different environments and things. If I can't it, even imagine, like, the teacher giving the thumbs up, like, oh, yeah, that one that one is the best. Let, I think. print that. Oh, oh yeah, I think Don your... Filbert, she's hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's kind of what you'd oh, have yeah. to go. Like, I want to bang her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I beat off to her all year. <laughs> Teachers. What, Gary? I think to your point about the beach cities, I don't think it was, you know, best physique or anything, but I, I think best there in was a bathing suit. best looking or something. Yeah. Like, we had some mild version of it, but I doubt yeah, it's there you, anymore. I'm telling you, in the 70s, you had an extreme version of it. Where they would parse out like uh, bikini, one piece, two piece. You know, <laughs> they had biggest flirt, and it was like the chick who dated the most, or got around with the most dudes, or the dude who was like hanging around and talking up the most chicks. Like it was a weird, it was a weird thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so to explain to dudes that that what the guys of that era and mm. before. Mm. That you're not allowed to talk about chicks' rear ends and jeans when you own the joint seems preposterous. Seems absolutely, well, absolutely but, insane. But to that. I, listen, I, I think we need to pull a finer point on that because it is so outlying today. You have to understand the the as much as I don't know how to describe this. The the rallying cry of the day, the the organizing political principle of the day was about free expression of sexuality in your body. That was considered the the ultimate in expression of modernity. 
right? Mm -hmm. It was sort of the cultural sort of organizing phenomena of the day. And it's that specifically that's getting the backlash now. Right. Right? And so that's why it's hard for these guys because it was like, wait, wait, that, I, my teen, my young adulthood, this was the, this is what we, this was, we, we fought hard for this. This Free is love. Yeah, this is right there. This, baby? this we, it was great. It was good. It was, uh, we, th- we were told it was good, right? Right? Good, right? No, not good. Not good. Yeah, well, what I don't get is I get, I, I will tell you the side of, I'll tell you the part in the side of life that disappoints me the most. Hmm. Well, this can be good. Does it include me? <laughs> uh, no, but it could in a roundabout way. <laughs> yeah. um, the part that disappoints me the most aren't really the criminals. It's the people that kind of stand next to them, watch them do it, and don't really do anything yeah. about it. Because yeah. I'm assuming there's always going to be criminals. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, when when you like the kind of thing that disappointed disappoints me the most, like remember that time a million years ago, we were sitting in Kevin Weatherly's office, in our program director's office, and we're sitting there with me and Drew and Ricky Rackman when things were kind of a strain and we're getting started and just wasn't going all that well. And we're sitting in there with producer Ann and Ricky and you and me, and we're sitting across the desk from Weatherly's trying to get an idea of like what's going on over there. And Ricky says, uh, hey, these guys are running around having little secret meetings behind my back, planning and scheming and everything else. And then I say to Weatherly, we do nothing of the such. It does not happen. No, we're not meeting in advance or having secret meetings before or after the show or anything. We just show up, do the show, and leave. So that's completely untrue. And then he looks at producer Ann and he goes, is it true? Are they having those meetings? And she goes, yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think, first off, A, God, do I hate you. B, I'm not sure what's in it for you. This is a chick wiring thing. But C, I'm not upset. I'm way more upset at you than I am at Ricky Rackman. Ricky Rackman has sort of an agenda or feeling. You know what I mean? He feels He's like trying to this, figure things out. Here's what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this is happening. Maybe right. it's not. I'm kind of paranoid. I'm yeah. fighting for my job. But you are there and observing this. And we're going to have to take you for your word because you don't seem to have a dog in the fight. And you're there. I'm not there. So what is it? And then you say, yes, that's what's happening, which now makes it a a cinch that it is happening, although it's not happening. And now I seem that much more defensive when I'm going, no, no, don't listen to the two people. Listen to the one person who tells you it's not happening. I'm much more disappointed in that person than I am in the person that's involved. Because I feel like that's that person, it is their duty as a as a citizen and a sane person and a responsible person to go, no, that is not going on. Well, and it, that's it, well, I what think I what bothers want. you is what called in this particular case at least it's called splitting behaviors. When you, when you when you induce splits, he said, she said, mommy, daddy. When, when you just when you just go, there's two different points of view here. Let's listen to them as opposed to, oh yeah, this guy's right <laughs> and that guy's right. Oh, yeah, I don't like splitting, but it's also lie. Yeah. It's not based on anything. You and I would just show up, go to work, and then leave. Yeah. We didn't. We weren't having secret meetings anywhere. Yeah. So, and, and it's also the worst kind of lie because it's a lie that seems like I'm overly defensive and lying when I say that's a lie. Yeah. 
So anyway, it's horrible. It's a horrible trait for any human being to have. But what I want with whatever goes on on these, you know, morning talk shows or any of these shows in our society, a few weeks ago when Matt Damon popped off about, um, you know, there's a difference between mm. what this guy did and what that guy did. And we have to understand there's a difference between what Al Franken did and what uh, Weinstein did. You can't, you cannot have your lead be, lead in with Matt Damon puts foot in his mouth. Somebody needs to sit at that table and be intellectually honest and go, well, I don't give what the big deal is. A news headline? Please. Intellectually honest news headline. Somebody needs to sit around the view and be intellectually honest and go, well, what do you say that doesn't make sense? You tell me. You're upset about it. Go ahead and break it down. What he said sounded not only accurate, it didn't even sound like it was his opinion. It's not his opinion. It's life. Some stuff is a lot worse than others. If you don't want to do... And by the way, he qualified it, it with both are wrong. Both need to stop. Well, he if you don't qual- believe he, me... The next sentence was that. I, of course. If you don't believe me, it's a very simple test. Very simple. I have a daughter. You have two daughters or is the one boy just kind of... Stop. Fay? Okay. You have a daughter. It's very simple. Would you like them put into the position where... Harvey Weinstein preyed upon them, or Bill Cosby, or whatever that, we'll call that the extreme. Yeah. Or would you like them with a photo op, which uh, George Carolina, Bush, yeah. the Carolina Panthers <laughs> owner, puts, him, puts her in or jeans. taking a photo op yeah. with Al Franken yeah. at, a, at a country fair. Right, rather take the photo. So what would you like? And now I'm giving you one or the other. you got to choose. There's now, no difference. So they're both bad. There's neither. no difference. Neither. There's a, I, There's I no like the difference. Neither. I can't understand. I like what are you neither. talking about? I, I, I'm confused. So, I don't see a difference here. So you as a parent of a daughter, I'll just put a wheel on it. It'll have Harvey Weinstein in yeah. the south of France. Yeah. And then it'll have Al Franken at the Minnesota County Fair. Yeah. And I'll just spin it. And you'll just walk out of the room. It doesn't really matter where it lands because they're both the same. I, they're both the same. I can't even understand what you're asking. It's just, it's, it's incomprehensible. That or I, I for every single parent, every single parent, every parent, would it be get down on your knees and pray that it's that, not Weinstein? That it's not Weinstein, yes. and and a sign of relief and probably celebration if that wheel landed on Al Franken. Yeah. And if that's the case. And it is, then you must drop whatever this is. Yeah. There you go. It's easy to do, right? Now, how come no one wants to do that on these shows? There's not one. What? Drew, why get five people and put them around a crescent-shaped desk if one of them's not going to pipe up? Yeah? I would say it's a scary time in which we live. Not for me. Not for you? Not it's for the righteous. Time. Not for the righteous. Not for the righteous. Not for the righteousness. I still want to know what you what you thought Disney's problem was. I asked you about the labor issue. We'll talk. We can oh, talk about it tomorrow. Disney. I'll tell you what the problem is. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got me. I know. I got you all sideways. Guys who go, guys who probably come up a certain way, like Disney came up a certain way, you just sort of, it's almost like, you grow up in Hawaii, you enjoy poi. Yeah. And then other people hate poi. You can't understand it. This yeah. is kind of confusing. Yeah. Why would you enjoy it? Why yeah. would you not enjoy this? It's delicious. Right. And when you when when I own a business and we're 
Monday is a holiday, so we're doing a three-day weekend, and then somebody works for me goes, uh, by the way, I'm doing a half-day Friday. And I go, why? We're going into a three-day weekend. We're going on a ski trip, so we're leaving early Friday. We were talking about Disney. Right. Now we're talking about you. No, I'm saying. Okay. I don't understand it. I know that. It didn't make it doesn't I, make sense I, to me. I get and that. it kinda angers me. Because okay. I'm like, you're getting a three day. Yeah. You don't need the day you don't need to take the Friday before. Disney with labor probably dealt with a lot of the stuff where he felt like I did this for free or I worked sixty hours a week or I did we take guys and they lived there. How yeah. dare you accuse me of co-opting? Well, he, he, had, he had two things. He, he had he had the, the, the he was like, well, you don't like this? Do what I did. Go out and do it on your own and scrape and kill and kill yourself. And I encourage you to go do it yourself. But if you're going to be an employee, you're an employee. And by the way, that's you, true. You're, you're part of a family here, and we'll take care of you. And he built this nirvana for them and gave them free food you know just in this great environment whatever they wanted and they got all i mean really laid an environment out for his employees and then they turned around and struck struck on him and that's what freaked him out he, well, he felt violated by all that he wanted but he wasn't giving them the kind of money there were well they found out he was making a hundred times more say, right and that was that interesting well it's interesting in that his product is a little different, I guess, than if you're doing a podcast or making automobiles. At that, that point, though, they he were would... drawing and designing and whatever. And... But he was involved with everything. No, it's point. his. I look it, whatever. He was like he was like Seth MacFarlane. You know what I mean? Remember how Seth was? Yes, the, yeah, very I, much like that. But here's the rule: Would you say this, Drew? Yeah, because people do this stuff where it's like. This guy's over in the corner office and he's making a thousand times as much as the guy in the conveyor belt's making or the guy who's doing the renderings yeah. or the yeah. drawings. That's exactly or whatever. what happened. Something right. Like okay. Here's the math on that. The guy in the corner office, as long as it's his building and his job that he's created, his business that he's created, is allowed to get twice as much. Or 10 million times as much, whatever that is, whatever that guy decides, if it's his building, his job, his whatever, then that's that. What you get on the conveyor belt is based on what you could get across the street working the conveyor belt or what you could get in another county working on a conveyor belt or what you think you could do if you started your own conveyor belt. But it's not really based on the guy in the corner. The guy in the corner corner office that guy is making a hundred times as much as you make now at a certain point he was losing money doing this and doing all the work and working for free it's kind of hard to calculate like how long did he work for free did it ever and also there was never any guarantee it was going to work out for him and, and to be fair they, they the the i mean the specifics of all this where the, the labor complaints were actually pretty reasonable and they set it a deal and stuff but the fact that they came into his office and said we're going to shut you down you're nothing without us that really bothered the personal side of it really bothered him and then he went out and said well i always thought that people had made an exceptional contribution ought to have like some some sort of acknowledgement, their own parking place, their own office. I don't know if their contribution is ex, you know exquisite to the overall operation. I felt like they had to have some something set aside for them. No, no. And I and I started thinking. What do you mean? No, no. The, the labor didn't like that. 
they didn't like the other. You mean like that, employee that, of the month? Not employee of the month. More it's like, hey man, that that executive has his own parking place. You know that kind of thing. Huh. And, and I started thinking, well, this really me this. I started thinking, you know, the the promise of equity that we our system is philosophically built on is not really consistent with capitalism. Capitalism is a di- it really equity it evil, not consistent with capitalism in the sense that capitalism in a system of equity promises equal opportunity. But capitalism, by its nature, does not allow for equal outcome. There's no equal outcome, right? And I think we get a little freaked out about that. I think no, we, that's a, it's a very it's a very good distinction, which is is equal in all respects, equal opportunity, and equal outcome. Those are three different things. No, you you bring up a very good point, which is our country is supposed to be set up for equal opportunity, but very different outcomes. And the guaranteeing of the outcome, which we mistake for the opportunity, is not right at all. Our job as citizens and of the government is to have a level playing field in terms of opportunity. But this notion of once it doesn't work out for this guy and it does work out for that guy, then that guy's supposed to kick stuff down to this. That system not only doesn't work, it can't work. There is no version of that that can work. The version that can work is we'll level the playing field, everyone will have the same opportunity, no one will really ever have the same opportunity because of the parents you come from, the time you were born, what have you. You're born short. Yeah. It's harder to be successful. But with the things the government can control, we can't really control your height, and we can't really control if your parents stayed together. But the things we can control, those things will be leveled, and then it'll be your innovation and your work ethic. And after that, I don't think we we're not at ease with that because we are supposed to be about equality. So we, we I right. think it freaks us out. I think we have trouble with it, and and reasonably, it's going to be a tension. I don't see how we resolve it. It's just going to be a tension. Well, I I think I I think I have a plan. Oh. Please. I think why tomorrow? Tell me tomorrow? No, now. I'll tell you now. So look at your. Look at your I have a plan. The plan is true car. Now, here's some tips you might not know. Coffee filter and olive oil can clean your interior nicely. Remove yeah, excess. I guess you got to take the coffee out of it, though. Yes. No, you, you don't put can't coffee just get in the, the old filter. No, no I, I made a, a new mess. coffee filter. That, that's, I made a mess. Although that scrub that might be a little bit good. Smells for your, good. good for your skin. Smells good anyway. Uh, also, don't forget to remove excess weight from your car to improve mileage, everybody. That's dragging the mileage down. And the key fob to your chin will increase its range if you're looking for your car on the parking structure. Another tip you might not know, True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. Certified Dealer Network has new and used cars, nationwide inventory, nearly a million used cars. Enjoy real pricing on actual inventory, a simpler buying experience, whether you're buying new or you. Used, you see that scattergram, see what others paid for the car you want. You know you're getting a good deal. You lock it in. You go to a true car certified dealer, and you know you've locked in real price for actual inventory on that dealer's lot, and you'll enjoy a faster car buying experience. Having connected with true car certified dealers, when you're ready to buy new or used, check out true car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. So you're going to be the plan? Well, we need to return to a time at all all roads kind of lead to dignity mm-hmm. and there was a time that again if that guy had a cadillac and you had a 
broken down jalopy, your plan wasn't to chuck a rock at the Cadillac. Your plan was to work harder and get a Cadillac and also not to try to tear him down. But and that's it was, when we weren't experiencing so much envy. Now we're all full of envy. Right, which is a, a an old poison. Poison and it needed to be it needs to be kept in check. You're not supposed to talk about it. You're supposed to feel it, but you're not supposed to talk about it. Mm. Part of what we're doing now is just a full cards on the table thing. Like if I'm feeling this, it must be true. Hmm. And if it's true, then I should air it. Mm. Everybody feels envy. Everyone who sees somebody doing well, something that they – I'm not jealousy. Jealous is okay because then you – I want to go do that. I'm going to get that. It makes me angry that I'm not there, but I'm jealous. Envy is I got to destroy that guy. That's, yeah. It's not even getting going after and getting the same thing. It's just destroying that guy. Yes. They were very I, – I was very – I had this thought very specifically like when I was in junior high and high school. I'd always have these fantasies about like the Hall of Records burning down, you know, and like <laughs> all of my bad grades going up in smoke with all everyone's A grades growing, going there up in smoke. Is. And like I – they'd all go up it's in smoke and we'd all be for, even. For, for envy. There it is. Yeah. And I remember like really like kind of fantasizing uh. and, and I'm thinking – no, but I remember every once in a while there'd be an earthquake or something like that. I'd go, God, I hope the records are destroyed, you know, because that was my fantasy. And it's it's a, it's a adolescent fantasy because, like, why should all their hard work and all your non-hard work end up in the same place? Envy. Envy. All right. Let me talk to uh, Dimitri from uh, Sacramento. Dimitri? Uh-oh. Is he there? Dimitri? Hmm. Dimitri? No. All right. Let's talk to uh, John, 31, from the Bay Area. <coughs> Gentlemen. Yeah, man. Pleasure to speak with you. Happy Happy New Year. Yeah, man. Uh, hey, I've been listening to you guys for 20 years now. I was just talking about that the other day. Thank Pretty you. Pretty crazy. Welcome. Welcome. Um, hey, Drew, I thought you'd enjoy this real quick. Uh, went out with a physician last summer, 30 years old, like very nice person, and she casually used the word toxins a few times. Uh, um, did you shudder? Did you shake? Did you vomit? <coughs> I did. I asked her to find it, you know, what pathway, et cetera, and she, she had nothing. Yeah, she, she couldn't do it. Of course. Yeah. Hope she's dropped the yeah. toxins. Why we can't let the ladies be physicians, Drew? There you So what's up? Uh, yeah, a question. I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, so listening to old love lines, you know, all these people – call in with abusive parents, et cetera, and they turn out to be messes. Um, I was thinking about, you know, my childhood about 20 years ago. Um, you know, my dad was, was kind of a mess, drank a lot. He was, like, physically abusive to mom and her her two daughters, so my half-siblings. He was always good to me. You know, they split up, and as far as I know, he never went through any treatment. Um, and he's, you know, still have a few beers today, but He's like a perfectly normal, like lovely guy now, remarried, nothing wrong with him, like no anger issues, anything. So I, I never really knew how to think about that. Is that alcoholism? Is yeah. That so with some so I, well, yeah, the way I would, it does happen. And the way I would think about it is he has a moderate genetic burden for alcoholism. He was beginning to get into trouble with it. Uh, he hadn't fully thrown the switch yet where he completely lost control and needed help stopping. And he was able to can bring it down on his own. <laughs> And continue to control it insofar as he's not using it as a crutch for emotional regulation. Back when he was in an unhappy marriage, he was obviously using the alcohol that was adding to him 
momentum building and getting out of control, and thankfully it came back under control in time. It doesn't mean he's not or wasn't an alcoholic. It means it didn't require treatment, never got out of control, and probably a milder genetic variation. Makes got sense. it. Makes, Makes sense. Because yeah. so, I, I still saw the, you know. All right. All the stuff. Yeah. All the stuff. All the There's always room for the outlier stuff, right, Drew? It's a spectrum, right? It's not. It's not all. It's all genes, environment, everything about human now behavior. Now you sound like Matt Damon, dude. <laughs> but some people is more genetic. There's more. Some people is more environment. I, I think all alcoholism is bad because I'm a hero. You are a hero. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being such a hero. You know, it was great. You'd enjoy when there were. I love it when people try to rebuff that kind of talk. And they end up using a perfect example. Yeah. Like they're like, yeah, yeah. it's like cancer, okay? There are forms that'll kill you, and then forms are benign, but it's still cancer. And it's like, you said yeah. both. <laughs> you mentioned both. Yeah, well, it is. No, that's, that is, that's you're exactly point. right. Both. There are people that have a, a, a pallop on their big toe that can be removed in a doctor's office, and then there are people that are riddled with colon cancer and going to die in 10 minutes. So, what would you rather have for your kid? Speaking kid's? of polyps, when are you doing your colonoscopy? As soon as you set it up, dude. Oh, I'm going to set it up? Yeah, man. All right, done a done. I'm gonna, you got to get that propofol, though, man. That, that Michael Jackson's milk, that was the way to go. I want to talk about that. You did that last week or a couple, couple weeks ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we'll talk about this yeah. on the next episode. Until next time, I'm Dr. Hussain. Mahalo.